Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good afternoon, Joe. Good afternoon. How are we doing, my friend? Well, Bet Online basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. As your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Joe, <laughs> we had our opportunity in Fort Worth, Texas. We get out to a very big lead, 28 to 10, and we lose the game 38 to 10. Would you imagine that type of game in Fort Worth last Saturday? No, and I was shocked at the way it went. First of all, when uh, Adrian Martinez went out, that's not expected, especially in the first series where he didn't really get hit hard or anything like that. You couldn't really tell that he was injured other than he was limping a little bit. So Will Howard comes in and... That was the most unexpected thing to me was how he led the Cats on four straight touchdown drives, and he was slinging it all over the field, and they looked great in that first half. So that was unexpected in a good way, but they just couldn't keep that momentum going. They gave it back to TCU a couple different times in the game, and TCU took the ball and ran with it, and I ended up going on a 28-point run and, you know, winning the game by 10 points. So where do you want to start with this? Yeah, it is It is a lot. Uh, yeah. Joe, and we only got so much time to get it in. <laughs> but just to go back with you, a kudos to Howard, though. Yeah. We do have to give Will Howard a shout-out of a great performance in a, in a situation where he came in. Well, I think he must was a little bit more prepared than what we think he was. Because not to say he wouldn't have looked that good, but he sure seemed like he was ready to go, though, Joe. Yeah, he, he, it seemed like he was ready. And I think they knew that Martinez was a little banged up during the week. And I think he got some maybe extra reps with the offense in practice. And, yeah, he came in confident. They knew what they were going to do and looked great. You know, leading them on those touchdown drives. 
No, I agree. So he, you know, Martinez, obviously, there was more to it than what we were privy to. Uh, Martinez did come out the game, you know, starting with a nice run, getting out of the throw. They did have to punt on that possession. But the things that was critical to me, I really still feel in my heart of heart that Kansas State was just as good a team as TCU if we were at full strength. Now, I'm not one of excuses. You got to play everybody that's on the field, Joe. Um, that's yeah. why you got to, that's why you got to have depth. That's why 65 guys travel. You know, you got to have enough players to compete. I get that. But the point that I'm making is it just seems like we were a match unit on defense after a while, you know, especially in that second half. And then we just couldn't keep up with uh, TCU. There was one critical juncture in the game to me in the first half, though, Joe, that I want to make a point. We had the ball. We were still up 28 uh, to, to 10, probably, probably to 10, mm-hmm. 28 to 10, you know, getting, getting late in the first half. I mean, in the second quarter. We go three and out, a very, very, very conservative series. Uh, Colin Klein was calling the game brilliantly, but for some reason, he just kind of went safe, safe, safe. And in my eyes, it was almost looking like he just didn't want to make a mistake. Hopefully the defense can get a stop. We can get out of the half, you know, 28 to 10. That's the way it looks like it was being played. Maybe he saw something else that me and you didn't see. But I thought, Joe, that we should have kept our foot on the gas. We should have stayed aggressive on that series. Even if we didn't score, if we got a couple more first downs to work the clock and milk the clock, because we knew TCU, if they would have had one more shot, and we knew they were getting the ball at the half. That was a recipe for disaster of a potential 14-point swing in the game, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, they, uh, like you said, got way too conservative, and you could tell by the play calls that they um, it was conservative plays versus, you know, they were real aggressive on the previous four drives. So it was kind of perplexing to see what they were doing there. When they punted after that three and out, and you made a good point too. At least get a couple first downs and kind of prolong the drive. And to be honest, this team under Chris Kleiman, his whole coaching tenure, they have these three and outs at inopportune times in the game. And right. I, I've said it from the beginning, and I keep harping on it. And I know it sounds like a broken record, but these three and outs, you just can't have them. On this three and out, they punted to TCU. TCU marched right down the field for a touchdown, 77 yards. And then they went into the half, 28-17. They had all the momentum, and they kept that going into the second half. They got the ball, and they marched right down the field for a touchdown. And then it's 28-24, and it's a totally different game at that point. Yeah, and and the, the big play, so it, I agree with you 100%. Joe, it's get, it gets very frustrating. 
And we know, obviously, Colin Klein and Chris Kleiman get paid a lot of money to do what they do. Uh, and they're the experts. But apparently, they saw something that we didn't see. And I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, Joe, because it does not seem logical for him to make those calls the way they did with the way Will Howard was performing. You know, he made those calls like Will Howard was struggling. And we were mm-hmm. just trying to get out of the half. I mean, this guy was humming. Yeah. He was he was hitting on everything. He had momentum. They had tempo. They had things going. So why don't we at least attempt to keep swinging it, keep putting the ball out there, see if we can get some first downs, see if we can get a couple plays, see if we can get a pass interference. I mean, our guys, Cade Warner, the receivers, those guys were feeling confident that they can catch anything that was in the area, you know, if it just was in the neighborhood. So I don't understand it. I'm perplexed. No matter who's the coordinator, Messingham or Colin Klein, you're exactly right. We seem to have those lulls sometime in the game. And that was a pivotal, pivotal piece of this game. A couple other things that I wanted to harp on from the defensive side of the standpoint, we can't give up the big play, Joe. We can't give up a 65-yard touchdown. That's unacceptable. We got to be able to keep the things in front of us. No doubt TCU is explosive. No doubt they're going to make some plays. But you've got to be able to minimize the big play, Joe. If you make them work, which we did in a lot of cases, and they had a lot of time of possession and held the ball long, you know, our odds go up. But we give up a 65-yarder. And we give up a 55-yarder, which I think uh, Brents was hurt on that play. He probably shouldn't have been in the game. And the most demoralizing thing was a third and 17 that we give up and we get they get 18 yards on, Joe. Mm-hmm. That was unacceptable. Something that sticks out to me is speed on some of these teams. Like, who was that receiver that scored on their TCU's first touchdown? That long, I think that was the 55 yarder where he just outran our whole secondary and like no one could catch him. <laughs> you know, right. You're like, boy, that guy's fast. He's faster than anyone on our team. We need receivers like that. We need fast receivers like that. And these other teams have them and we don't. And that's a big, you know, talent discrepancy that we have. And they're going to have to address that in recruiting. But, yeah, we couldn't keep up with that speed on a couple of those plays, actually. And that's that's kind of frustrating. But And, yeah, like you said, with Brent's, you know, we need all our guys healthy back there because our depth isn't the best. When our backups go in the game, you can see a drop-off. You can just see it watching it. So, like when Daniel, Green went, when Daniel Green went out of the game, you could tell. <laughs> DCU started moving the ball a lot easier when he was not out there. No, you're exactly right. No, you're exactly right. It's it just things different. 
You know, it, you got to be able to execute and do some of those things. And we were we were in position sometimes, you know, and we just couldn't get it done. So I guess that's why, you know, we deserve to take the loss. But it's just entirely frustrating when you know you can. Um, yes, you don't have the speedy type receivers like that, but you do have enough playmakers to get it done. Yeah. And, and the thing is, with all the injuries. K-State still could have won this game. No, there are right. some there are some coaching decisions, not just play calling. Um, like in the second half, we stopped TCU on a fourth down. I believe we were down by we down by 10 at that point. I can't remember now. But we got the ball back on our own 21 yard line. No, that was yeah, we were down by three at that point. Right. And stop TCU on fourth down at the ball on our 21 yard line. They run deuce up the middle for one yard gain. Then he ran up the middle for five yards. And that's the one where on third down, he ran that sweep play and ran out of bounds short of the first down. He stepped out right. like a half yard short. And I don't know if he, he if he thought he had it or what he was thinking there. Cause he just kind of casually ran out of bounds. And I, I, he must have thought he had the first down, but he clearly didn't because he stepped out. And then you're in, you're deep in your own territory, and it's fourth and one, and you're only down three points. And there's what eight minutes left in the game, something like that. Right. So, climbing elects to go for it, and he does that quarterback sneak with Rubley, and he gets stuffed. He doesn't make it. I, I just think it's a bad decision because then TCU gets the ball and they score a touchdown right away, and it's a 10-point game, and that's the ball game. Yeah, and that's the ball game. I mean, yeah, punt, the ball away, so, punt the ball away on some of those fourth downs. I mean, he doesn't yeah. have to go for it on fourth down all the time. Sometimes you just yeah. have to play football and play the field position game, let your defense get back out there, give your defense a chance by punting the ball yeah. away and making them go down the whole field. Well, you you agree. I agree with you, Joe. Going forward in that instance on that yardage, on that goal line, and with your third string quarterback, I didn't have a lot of confidence in that. I would have, and I understand his point because his defense was reeling. He was not getting any stops, so he was trying to keep the ball and get some more possession. But you're right. We got to punt it sometime, and you got to get faith back in your defense that they got to go a longer field to get it done. Yeah. The other thing is, Joe, what are we going to do about our kicking game and tenant? We have never been this bad. I can't remember, Joe, in yeah. a long time with our special teams missing 35, 40-yard field goals. I'm not saying we've had the most consistent kickers in the world that's going to be banging them from 50 yards and et cetera. But we've always had a consistent enough field goal kicker where we can make the 30 and 40 yarders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that frustrating. We've really always had good kickers, always. <laughs> so We always have. Now, and I might go to a testament to not having a special teams coordinator. There might be some of the effect we're missing Sean Snyder, who was a stable in that role so long under Bill Snyder, not saying that climbing in his staff doesn't work special teams 
because we know they've had success with blocking punts. They've had success with returning kicks. But I I can see there is a little bit of a disconnect, Joe, by not having that special teams coordinator, somebody that manages the whole uh, entity of the special teams as a whole, I can see it rearing its ugly head right now. You're right about that. I mean, they've done pretty well with the other aspects of the special teams, like punt and kick returns and kickoffs and stuff like that. But the kicker is the – and the punter's good. Zettner's good. But, yeah, they have to do something about that kicker. And, you know, I hate to get on the players. I mean, they're college kids. I always have to tell myself that. But he's uh, 9 of 14 on field goals this season. That's 64% average, and that's not going to get it done. All these games down the stretch are going to be close, and you're going to need to kick and make field goals. You can't miss them. Now, today – Yeah, go ahead. Not to cut you off, Joe. And and we're not asking them to make them from 50, Joe. Right. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you know, we're, we're, we're not putting them out there in the most auspicious, toughest situations – um, we're asking them to, you know, knock down 40 yarders and 35 yarders. And that's where I think a college kicker at this power five level should be able to make and should be able to make at a high level. Um, otherwise, we need to get a different guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a mental game. I don't know what's going on. I'm just not seeing enough emotion from them or something. Maybe it's mental, but we got to we got to get somebody else. Because like you said, every single game we have on the remaining part of our schedule, and we talked about this, we can win them all, we can lose them all. Yeah. They're going to be that close. Yeah. And today, Climate said in its press conference, you know, someone asked him about Tennant, and he said, you know, he's a good kid, he works hard, he's putting in the reps, all that kind of stuff. But he also said, even Ty Zentner may do some kicking this week in practice, and they have a freshman, Leighton Simmering. He's a true freshman, but Climate said he's going to be kicking at practice this week. So maybe they do have another option, but you you think they're putting the best guy on the field, you know? But, well, you think they are, but probably the best guy, uh, we may have to give somebody else a shot. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it's sitting there, maybe it's the other guy, but we at least got to rep somebody. And I'm least glad to hear that they're going to give somebody else an opportunity to do it because it's the kicking game. Sometimes it can be just a mental thing, Joe. I yeah. think, especially these these chip shots we're missing. Uh, I just think mentally the kids get they get into their head and they can't make them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Sometimes you just have to see how they're doing games versus practice, and it could be a world of difference. Yeah. So we're five and two. We're over the halfway point. We got five more to go. We got a, a pivotal, a pivotal, a pivotal three game stretch. I mean, two game stretch against Oklahoma State and Texas. The first one we got is Oklahoma State. And you can throw Baylor in there, too, and make it a three-game stretch because that one's on the road. (laughs) And this is a a three-game stretch that I had them, you know, preseason when we did our predictions. I had them losing these three. So, yeah, it's it's a tough stretch coming up. 
So we are one and a half point favorite. Which how did you feel about that? I thought I thought Oklahoma State would be favored by more than that. I was a little bit surprised. I was very surprised. Yeah, me too. Well, what it tells me is because Vegas isn't saying they're not they're not knowing if it's going to be Martinez or if it's going to be Howard. Uh, They're basically saying either one of those quarterbacks, we've got a legitimate shot at home um, to beat Oklahoma State. Now, we know Vegas is not always right by no means. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it does say is all these games are nip and tuck. And I had K-State winning this game at the beginning of the year. I'm going to still stay with that because I do think if we – tackle better on defense, keep things in front of us. All these teams have shown vulnerability with their defenses. I think we can score, and I would just think if our defense is somewhat healthy that we should play a little bit better football than giving up the big play at home, get a couple more sacks with some home field advantage in the crowd, and eke out of here with a three- or six-point victory over Oklahoma State. That's the way I kind of see the game going. Um, Sanders is a very dynamic quarterback for Oklahoma State. He's a leader. He's been doing this for a long time. Uh, very experienced. Yeah, what has he been he, there now? Eight years or something like that? Right. I feel like it's been forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, they got some receivers that can catch the ball. Um, they got a couple guys that can run it. And their defense is just not like it was last year. No. Um, it's It's – it's shown some cracks and it's shown some vulnerability. So I, I think we should we should get it because of the home field. Um, they're still the number ninth ranked team in the country. Uh, it's a very good Oklahoma State team. They still got aspirations of playing in a Big 12 championship game and trying to get a repeat. But they got to win out. Yeah, they do. And they've got, they could win the rest of their games. They kind of, you know, have already played the toughest part of their schedule. They still have to go to Norman, but they're at the easiest part of their schedule is coming up. Yeah, Oklahoma State's they have the number one offense in the Big 12. Spencer Sanders is the number one quarterback in the Big 12 that starts passing yards. And they have three of the top eight receivers in the league. Braden Johnson, Bryson Green, and Brennan Presley. Right. So he spreads it around, and their offense is great. And I, you know, I, I still think they will make the Big Twelve championship game. I think they're probably the best all-around team. Now, something I did notice is their defense is ranked very poorly. They're 117th in the country, and their pass defense is 127th in, in the country. And they give up over 300 yards a game passing. So what I was thinking about that is if Will Howard does play Saturday as our quarterback, I think that could play to our advantage. I think, you know, exposing their their, uh, secondary. And I think Will Howard is the better passer of, you know, him and Martinez from what I've seen. How he looked in the first half. On Saturday, I think uh, if he gets in there and throws the ball around, we could have some success. So it'll be yeah, interesting. And, yeah, and I'm sure – I'm still not sure Will Howard is a better pass. I think a lot of people are thinking that. 
because he had so much success. I still think that um, Martinez is just as good of a passer, and obviously he's a more dynamic runner. I just don't think the play selection has been conducive for him to continue to show that. Um, But I do understand why you would think that way, Um, and and I get it. Will did miss a wide-open K. Warner. Uh, on the on the on the goal line, and he basically had the fifty fifty ball where K made a dynamic play. Mm-hmm. But what I do like in Howard, he wasn't afraid to swing. I think that's what he didn't have nothing to lose, and that's where yeah, he wasn't hesitant. To... Correct, yeah. he was slinging it. Right, where Martinez sometimes I still think he can throw it. But he might not have threw that one on the sideline to warn a 50-50 ball because he's worrying about if it's going to be intercepted or not. Right, exactly. Not, not, not giving his guy a chance to make a play, which Will Howard did. And that's – you're right, Will is was is better in that aspect. Now, he did throw a pick, yep. Will Howard. You know, he did throw a pick. And I, w- I would be okay with that pick in totality if he got to play the whole game because of the other plays that he was making and he was staying aggressive and, you know, he was staying very aggressive. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you think um, defensively Oklahoma state is preparing for? I guess they're probably preparing for both quarterbacks. We may have a little bit of advantage because obviously Martinez is a more dynamic runner, but Howard can run it. He just can't, take it to distance like Martinez can. Yeah, Howard is more of a north-south runner where Martinez can kind of take it to the edge better. So there are different types of runners, but yeah, Howard can run it. I think they'll probably prepare for both quarterbacks. I think they have a suspicion that Martinez is not going to play. Like, we all have that suspicion. But yeah, this is to our advantage that they don't know who's who's going to be starting. So you so, still picking the Cowboys to beat our Wildcats, Joe? I am, yes. <laughs> oh my! I think by Joe. about seven points, probably by you're about a touchdown. With, you're going with the Cowboys. Yep. So Joe Matthew is going on the record that Kansas State is going to lose two in a row mm-hmm. uh, to top ten teams at home in front of 55 plus thousand people. K-State is going to take an L to um, Saturday afternoon. I'm going to go against Joe. All right. I say the Kansas State Wildcats will find a way. And I've been preaching this for a while. We are overdue, Joe, to get a touchdown on the special team. We have been playing horrendous with the kicking game, with with the place kicking. It's time for Knowles. It's time for Brooks on a punt. It's time for us to do something to swing the game to get us that non-offensive touchdown that's going to take us over the hump. And maybe it's something on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm hoping we're healthy defensively um, with Green. And uh, we are going to be missing Khalid Duke for the first half. That's going to be tough. So, we got to score. We got to play this game, Joe, with our foot to the metal. Every possession, we feel like we need to score. And mm-hmm. it's going to be another 41 to 
38 type game. I think that's what we're going to do. And I'm going with the Cats 41 to 38 and a nail biter over Oklahoma State. I think it's going to take 40 points to win this game. All right. I'm going 40 to 33, Oklahoma State. Sorry, man. <laughs> I'm just uh, not feeling it. And you I know, you. another thing that sticks in my head is the history of Chris Kleiman at K State. We know we, we've talked about it before. Team goes on these winning streaks, and they lose a game, and they go on these losing streaks. It's a real streaky team, and I hope they can break out of that this year. But Oklahoma's I've watched Oklahoma State in almost every game they've played, and I've just, I've been impressed with them. I've been impressed with uh, them more than I've been impressed with K State. So I've just got to go with my gut on it. And I have to. I, I I thought them. I thought Oklahoma State and K State realistically had a shot of playing in the Big 12 championship, and it still may come to fruition. Mm-hmm. I thought they were a better team than TCU in all actuality. Yeah, I did too. I just, I just think our crowd is going to be um, rambunctious. I think they're going to try to will um, the defense to, uh, you know, an Oklahoma State offense to make some uh, maybe – offside penalties and false starts or do something uncharacteristic. They do have a senior laden quarterback who's not going to be bothered by any of the K-State crowd, but I'm just thinking that the home field advantage will give us something, will give us a little bit more juice. And I'm expecting whether it's Howard or Martinez for Klein to extremely stay aggressive because we know this is going to take a lot of points to win, no matter how well our defense plays. They're going to make some big stops, but we're going to need some offense to get it done. Absolutely. Well, brother, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Me too. I'll see you there, and uh, go Wildcats. All right. Go Wildcats. Bet online. Bet online. Bet online. Yeah, what's our tagline? (laughs) I think you got it. Bet online. (laughs) Yeah. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Talk to you, brother. All right, man. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.